in the wide, wide world of sports is going on in Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Welcome back to B&E. Friday morning, Zay Collier has joined me this morning, and he is quite a leader. Let me just tell you that. Let's get that out of the way. He would like to be known as a leader, Ty Henderson, who's working his way up to some leadership roles. And me, I'm just old, but I'm having a good time in life. And it's good to be here with all of you as we get ready for Father's Day weekend. Lots of sports going on the U.S. Open. Of course, college baseball, Omaha. Teams are in Omaha getting... Getting ready to get it done. Sorry that the Longhorns are not there, but I enjoyed Coach Pierce and what he did this season. I really do. Um, I think he's a good coach. I think he did a, a fine job with this uh, with this baseball team that was supposed to be. I, I, as I said yesterday, they don't. You know, they just they don't just kind of reload. They're supposed to, you're supposed to be that way at Texas, but it was a team of. Uh, it was a team that offensively you were just wondering where it was going to where it was going to happen, and they found a way to get it done offensively. And then all of a sudden they found a way to get it done on the pitching mound too. They really did on the rubber, but that thing took a long, long time. It really, it really did. They they went in even into into some of these these regionals, not knowing who was going to do what, who was going to do where. I thought they did. A, I thought they did a great job. I thought it was interesting to watch their, you know, their descent really. Yeah, it was fun to see them grow. I mean, there were a couple times this season where you're like, uh-oh, it's about to get dark, yeah. especially after that sweep from Oklahoma. Oklahoma and then Kansas and Kansas State beating you down in the Big 12 tournament. But I agree with you, Buck. David Pierce did a hell of a job, and yeah, it didn't feel like a rebuilding year. No. Even though they didn't go to Omaha, they were just one little bloop away. And, yeah, here we are. No doubt about it. All right, uh, real quick on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline right now joining us. He is a writer for the Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and the USA Today, Dylan Weber. Dylan, welcome to B&E this morning, my friend. I appreciate it, Bucky. Hey, listen, how did you get to know Ty Henderson? Where, where, did, you, where did you know this dude from? Let's get that West out of the Lake. way. We, uh, yeah, Westlake 2016, baby. Oh, oh yeah. It's all about Westlake. Uh, it's about Why are y'all bring me on here? Why am I here? <laughs> We got enough Westlake Why people am I right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm a former bully, bully bulldog, so like I don't. Oh. There's a lot of Westlake on the air right now. I'm <laughs> feeling a little uncomfortable. It's all good though. Yeah, Dylan, how long? Yeah, he told me we we're gonna blitz y'all. So. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 2024 schedule, Dylan came out uh, yesterday, and I like it. I, I I love the fact that the Georgia Bulldogs are coming to Austin, Texas. I think this is uh, this is one of the games on on the schedule. All the games are tough. I mean, with, with the with the eight teams. Uh, the the eight team conference play I, I like it I know I, I believe I truly believe in 2025 they will move to nine teams and and grab a couple rivalries uh, within this SEC but as for the first year for Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC I think it's fantastic still the hardest schedule in college football no matter what conference anybody else is in for sure and I mean honestly for Texas I feel like you know they didn't get the easy end of it but they got the coveted bandy game. Um, everyone's hoping for that. And it's going to be hard to avoid either Georgia or Alabama on your schedule. Right. You got Georgia at home. That's honestly a win for Texas. 
you get Florida at home. But the Horns don't really have to travel that far, which is nice. I mean, their farthest game is Vandy, and that shouldn't be a big issue. You know, fingers crossed for the Horns. But, you know, otherwise, farthest you go is, what, Fayetteville? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah been there before. Had some butt kicked in Fayetteville before, too. So that's that that game is... I mean that that is a that is a special tilt always for Texas and and of course the the Oklahoma game and and your thoughts dealing with with both these teams Texas and Oklahoma joining joining the conference the SEC the powerful conference that it that it was and now even more powerful with these two powerhouses joining it that, do you like this move uh, by the SEC bringing in Texas and Oklahoma? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, how exciting is this just to see these matchups that you know you'd get once in every 30 years. I mean, Florida to play at Texas, um, Georgia to play at Texas. I mean, these are just huge name brands that are finally getting to play home and homes that, you know, would take decades to schedule beforehand um, and that we'd never get to see. Well, don't you feel that Texas feel you've been playing A&M? Don't you feel good about that? Not really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, it's not as big. Um, Georgia hasn't gotten to go to A&M yet. This was supposed to be the year, and it got pushed back again. Um, but I think I think Georgia fans are going to be a little more excited to be traveling to Austin and College Station, truthfully. Dylan, coming up this season, Kirby Smart and that crew is going for a three-peat, and they lost a lot of guys in the last two drafts, especially on the defensive end, and they lost their quarterback that led them to these two championships. What are y'all expecting up there in Athens and going for the three-peat? Do you think it's possible, and what is it going to take to three-peat? I mean, it's certainly possible. You look at what they lost from 2021 to 2022. Um, You know, they have the the highest amount of defensive players drafted in the NFL draft ever, and then go back and repeat just with all new people. So it's certainly possible with Kirby. I mean, we've seen the recruiting train um, he's on. The biggest question is the quarterback. You lose Stetson Bennett, who you know is just a certified baller. I mean, he goes in there and he absolutely wins games. Um, and now you're stuck. You're, you're not stuck with Carson Beck, but you have Carson Beck, a guy who's been in the program now for years and people in the program really like but we've just only seen bits and pieces of him. I mean, he's been there for, you know, this is going to be his fourth year now, um, and he's never really played meaningful snaps. The coaches like him, but that's going to be the biggest question mark for them um, going into this season. Uh, tell me a little bit, Dylan, about, uh, you know, I, I, I talk about Kentucky and the rise with Mark Stoops and how they've been. He's now the winningest coach, I think, in Kentucky football history. And I, I know people look at Kentucky and they still have no belief that, this is a real, real, you know, contender in the SEC at any time. But he's really built his program into, into, into something that's been pretty good, especially on the defensive side. I love the way they play defense. Yeah, oh, they're a, they're a tough-nosed team. I mean, that was one of Georgia's toughest games last year um, going into Kentucky. I think they only won by 10 points, 16-6. And that was just a, I mean, brutal old-school football game. Um, I mean, they're they're – Tough as hell. Yeah, I, I, I mean, as I said, I, Mark Stoops has, has really built something really pretty special. I just wonder if they can continue that. Will that continue on the way their recruiting is and, and who they have to recruit against in, in that area? Uh, Kentucky, uh, Georgia goes to Alabama. I mean, this 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 regular season schedule, I, I, I love it. That Georgia, Georgia and Alabama should be playing every year, I believe. Not just in the playoffs, but every year as a regular season game. 
I mean, just to get the best product possible, yes. you would, you'd love that. Um, and I mean, it's exciting for Georgia too. I think a lot of fans are excited about the idea of it, but also horrified that they're traveling to Austin. They're going to Tuscaloosa. Um, then they're also playing in Jacksonville. Like, it's not a favorable schedule for Georgia, but if you're a fan of good football, I mean, how can you hate that? No, you're right. And let me ask you about the, the University of Florida and, you know, losing losing their their, their quarterback and the expectation of, of Florida football. Uh, you know, here, we, we don't, you know, I've, I've recruited the state of Florida when, when Florida was going good and Florida State and Miami, but it's taken that weird step and, and really, you know, it really hasn't really come back. It'll come back for a while, and then it'll disappear for a while. But on a consistent basis, they, they've got to get a, a coach that's going to be there for five, six, seven years before they even think about leaving. It's, they've got talented, a talented and fertile recruiting base, but they just, it, they just can't seem to get it going offensively. They've always got great defensive players. Yeah, and I think when it comes to recruiting, a lot of the issue is, is you know, They've been recruiting okay in Florida, mm-hmm. but they're letting other schools, schools like Georgia, come in and take some of their, you know, four stars, even some of their five stars. When back in, you know, the mid two thousands under Urban, that was just a, you know, a, a never, never would happen. It's similar to Texas, um, I think, and you know, losing some some of our top talent to Ohio State and and like that. That's kind of, was kind of the shift in the program when Texas started losing their top guys out of the home state. I, I think that's a really good comparison. I mean, both have kind of suffered from some coaching instability. Both have – it's been tough um, to lock down their state in recruiting. And, you know, you've seen the consequences of it. Hey, Dylan, with the cocktail party and the renovations at the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium, what are they going to do now? Is it going to be a home-and-home home for those next two years? Or are they just going to find another neutral site? Like, you know, that game is very unique, just like Texas-Oklahoma playing at the Cotton Bowl. What's the next plan for the cocktail party game? It looks like it's going to be a home-and-home. Home. I know that's what Kirby – is fighting for. I mean, he, I don't want to say he hates the cocktail party, but he hates losing an extra recruiting day every other year. That's his big thing. He, you know, he's cool with it. He thinks it's, um, you know, a good thing for the sport, the, the um, neutral site game, but he wants that extra recruiting game he can get at home uh, every other year. So it looks like we'll go home and home and then back to the stadium but um, I know Kirby long-term would, would like to see it at a home-and-home. And, home. and I, I got to believe the Georgia-Tennessee game is going to be a special game. You got them at home. And uh, Tennessee, speaking of a, a team on the come, I mean, I, I know they're, they're losing. I, I watched their, their backup quarterback play a little bit last year, and he is fantastic. Uh, and, 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 of course, what, what they're doing in their recruiting in, in, in their area right now, Tennessee football, I, I've, you know, I've talked about I, as a player a long time ago going into that stadium and going into – to Knoxville and, and being a part of, of playing against a Tennessee team, that is an unbelievable scene in Knoxville. And to have them at home for you guys has got to be a, is, it's got to be special too. Oh yeah, I mean it, that um, Neyland Stadium is probably one of the loudest places I've ever been. And truthfully, for every game I've I've been there to see Georgia play, Georgia's um, kind of beat them down. Mm-hmm. But to still hear it that loud, I just wonder what it would be like when it's actually a good game. Um, and they give they pull out the checkerboard. It's it's really aesthetically pleasing too. Um, so to get them at home that year is is 
you know, a win because if you had to have Texas, Alabama, and then Tennessee on the road, I mean, you you could very well be looking at three losses. Now, and now with Coach Smart, I mean, this is now, as we said, as, as they said before, the possibility of a three-peat. This is a, this is a Georgia, and we talk about recruiting, this is a Georgia football program. They don't have to – there's a vicinity where they are within a, I don't know, 300-mile radius. They don't have to go very far for recruits. The area of Georgia – uh, it's a national recruiting base now because of how good they are and what they've done and the fact that they slap Alabama around every once in a while. But recruiting base, it's not far to the, that the uh, Bulldogs have to go uh, when, within that Atlanta area just to get great recruits now. No, and, and that's one thing that you know I always thought was really good about the Georgia job. Um, you know, Like Texas, like Florida, mm-hmm. USC, you have a lot of competition in those states. Um, just around the country. In Georgia, you still have competition, but you don't have as much internal competition. I mean, right. you're not really recruiting against Georgia Tech. You, um, your internal, you know, air quotes, competition would be Auburn, Alabama, um, and they just don't do as well um, anymore. I mean, Auburn's kind of been in a downtrend. Alabama um, has still been recruiting Georgia well, but not as well as they used to just because Kirby has really locked down the state. I mean, that's been his big thing since coming in. And it's a bit easier to lock down the state of Georgia than it is like a Florida, like a Texas, like a California. Last thing for me is on, on the on the uh, 2024 schedule, for 2025, do you think they'll go to nine games? Do you see this trying to be built I'm, for more than one rivalry? Yeah, I, I, I wonder about 2025. I know, um, you know, the Saban isn't about it. Um, but I think the SEC will see the success of this and mm-hmm. be like, how can we not get more games like this? I mean, we don't we don't want to watch the Georgia-Austin P game, um, the Texas-UTSA game. We want to watch these games, the SEC yes. games. Yeah, and, uh, and of course, Brian Kelly at LSU. Uh, when he came in last year, you, you knew Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly can absolutely flat coach, and he can recruit too. And that LSU program, which you get, obviously you know enough about, uh, uh, writing about all this in the SEC, this is, not, this is not one of those deals where LSU will be okay for a while. LSU will begin to be really, really good under Brian Kelly, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he, I mean, he was phenomenal at Notre Dame, truthfully, with what he had to yes. work with. And you go to a program like LSU, they are going to give you every single resource you need to succeed. Hey, Dylan, uh, talking about the 2024 schedule, the game in Austin, Georgia coming here, will there be grown men barking in my face? Georgia fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it depends. You know, one beer, it'll be like a, you know, a slight bark. It'll be kind of like from a distance, like, ah, but then like four plus beers, they will be up in your business. Have, oh. you, have, have you ever barked in anyone's face? Uh, I plead the fifth on There you go. <laughs> no, right. Hey, listen, Dylan, thank you. Thank you for your time this morning. We really, really appreciate that, man. And listen, have a good weekend, my friend. Y'all too. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, Dylan. Good stuff, man. That's your guy, huh? Yeah, Westlake, Westlake product right Westlake there. dog? Oh, man. Come on, man. Now they're getting to Georgia. A lot. There's Infiltrating kind of a, the, the country? There's kind of a Westlake pipeline out to Georgia. It's it's weird. It's a fun Oh, it's not just at Clemson? Uh, I guess not. Recru- I'm talking just frat, a frat pot, pot pipeline, not a not a football <laughs> athletics pipeline. <laughs> really? <laughs> so that's an awesome place. I've, I've been saying it all week. I've Ge- never been to Athens before. The, the Georgia fans and that, like, city, it's a very similar feel, like, 
they have the same kind of ideas about their football team as we do here in Austin. See, I don't know if that's a good thing because I heard they're kind of uppity. Yeah, I mean, are we? Is, are yeah, Texas fans not? Uh, we can be. We can be a little. Yeah, bougie. don't forget that. All right, we got to take a quick break. Come back. It's good to talk to Dylan. Dylan Weber uh, from Georgia, and uh, we'll be right back. It's B and E Friday morning. Soccer fans, join nationally recognized commentator Glenn Davis every Monday on Soccer Matters at 7 p.m. Presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Whether you love Austin FC, the Premier League, or Liga MX, Glenn has cutting-edge interviews from around the world, strong opinions, and you, the passionate soccer fan. Soccer Matters with Glenn Davis on the horn. Presented by DaspitLawAustin.com. Soccer Matters, Mondays at 7 on the horn. Folks, AB Consultations has everything that you need for the entertainment system of your dreams. And that means you don't have to go out and shop for a new TV and then buy the surround sound and then buy all the mounts and all the equipment needed to make it work. Tom McKay and his staff, they'll get it done for you, and they'll get it done immediately. Audiovisual Consultations is one of the largest dealers of most televisions and audio brands in the country. And they've got all the hottest items right there in stock for you. Not only does Tom have this stuff stocked, but for the hardest to get TVs and Sonos systems, folks, they're not going to raise prices. A lot of people have raised prices, especially on that Sonos gear. Tom McKay has not, and he won't do that to you. Give him a call today at 512-255-8678 or catch him online at abconsultations.com. Cedar Park Overhead Doors has an opening that you can help them close. Apply today at cedarparkgaragedoors.com. That's cedarparkgaragedoors.com. A couple of bits of good news in the traffic department. Uh, first, uh, we appear to have a little bit lighter than normal volume here for this Friday morning. It sometimes happens. And westbound on Highway 71 headed toward Toll 130. We had that crash earlier. That has cleared up, but we've got residual delays. And, of course, uh, that's one of the traffic hotspots that does build up this time of day. Now the bad news. Toll 130 northbound headed toward Palmer Lane, north of 290. Unfortunately, this is a vehicle rescue that's going on. At last look, all lanes were blocked off. So alternate route time, if you usually take Toll 130 on the east side, maybe 183 or I-35. Also, we've noted that we have higher than usual wait times at Bergstrom Airport on this Friday morning. So be sure to arrive at the airport early if you got a flight to catch. I'm Don Miller, and that's your traffic. When it comes to selling your car, the easy money is at Henna Chevrolet. I was getting my car appraised at CarMax when I saw Henna's giant billboard offering $500 more than CarMax and thought, why not? It's a 10-minute drive. Now I've got an extra $500 in my pocket thanks to Henna. Just present your written appraisal offer within seven days and you'll get $500 more guaranteed. Come get your money at HennaChevyAustin.com. Buy new roads. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your engine against sludge and wear with a synthetic oil change. O'Reilly Auto Parts has five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $35.95, plus get two times over rewards points. Our professional parts people can recommend the supplies you need, including a filter, funnel, shop towels, drain pan, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Real Texans are genius. Bud Light salutes you, overly dedicated Texas Longhorn fan. How come? You show up to every UT football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, and ball-related sport there is. Ping-pong. Each game, you slather your entire body in burnt orange. Every nook and cranny. Yes, you're brewed in Texas, and so is your Bud Light. Enjoy responsibly. Texas edition Bud Light beer cans. Anheuser-Busch, Houston, Texas. 
it's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. There's never been a better time to get that engagement ring or fine diamond jewelry. Right now at Diamonds Direct, our most exciting offer ever. You can get instant savings up to $5,000 off any purchase or enjoy special financing for up to five whole years. Either way, you save big. You can't miss this limited time offer. Design your perfect ring and get our most gorgeous and most flexible financing options. Now through June 30th at Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Get details, store hours, and more at DiamondsDirect.com. Unapproved credit. Bucky and Aaron. Welcome back to B&E Friday mornings. Zay Collier joined me this morning. It's always a pleasure to have Zay in the house. And Zay, Denver Nuggets. What a parade. All 500 people that showed up to see that. It was a lot more than Come that. On, Come man. on, man. It's not a parade. Come on. I saw it was 2,000 people. Oh, 2,000 showed up. That's a work day. It's Thursday. Thursday. What are you talking about? It's a work day. It's a work day. Not everybody could take off like uh, some people we know. I mean, that load management. you got to have a load management day or two. That's true. You do. I know you're not looking at me because I was in here. I I was showing leadership. Wait a minute. I showed leadership yesterday. I was in here strong. It was that was very uncomfortable yesterday. That was very good load management, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Believe me. No man, that was it was an okay parade for them. You know, this is they is were it, drunk as hell. They were. Their their coach is a little out of line for me. I don't Who, know. Post There's, Malone. Yeah, Posty. Yeah, Posty. Mike Malone. I mean, he was iced out. Yeah, he had a little chain on and stuff, and he was taking shots of fireball with the team. I get it. Enjoy your time, but when you're already looking forward to the next year, that's kind of like with Texas football. Let's not look forward. I mean, right. yes, let's look forward to 2024, but oh, now 2023 you're one of is right now. here. Oh, you're a texter now? You're a texter now. I'm not a you? texter. I'm just saying. Like, I'm locked in for a Big 12 championship. SEC, that's fun when the time comes. The time ain't come yet. Let's focus on this year. It's that's been a leadership. Long, that's leadership. It's been a long-ass time since we hosted up that Big 12 championship. Where well, you got ring at? I got nah, it. Where well, I got Did you ring. lose it? Yeah. You I, got it, but where? It's where? somewhere. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got one of those. Well, I understand about winning a championship. Yeah, it's been a long minute, and you got their coach, Mike Malone, calling them, oh, we some greedy bastards. We some greedy bastards. We want another one. That's what that fool said yesterday on the float. Yeah, you better chill out. You got to chill out. You ain't Pat Riley. When Pat Riley did it in 87, they won it in 88. You, you I know Nikola Warriors. Jokic is nice and stuff. You're but not the Warriors. Man, it, it's they very hard be, to repeat. It's going to be a lot of – I mean, the, the league's set up nowadays for a lot of parity, but they are probably the most well-off team if there was to be another Well, they got dynasty. a lot of guys signed already. They got a lot of contracts. They're locked up. Done. Yeah. That are locked yeah, up for and, a while. and young players. And with the collective bargain agreement that's, like, about to hit – with two superstarish players, oh, with yeah. Jamal Murray, he's kind of put himself like right on the bridge. He hasn't even had an all star, but he's right there. And I think he's 
over a lot of point guards that are starting in the league right now, like the Trey Youngs in the world. I take Jamal Murray over him. Maybe Darius Carlin. I definitely take Jamal Murray over him. But when you got Joker and you got that just tandem that they do, you're not really going to get the big threes that we've seen in recent years. They just don't have the money to throw around. Well, it's because Michael Porter Jr. has already signed a max contract last offseason. And it's not like a super max or anything, but it was still like five years, $160 million, And that's light know? for what? Guys like Jalen Brown might get yeah, well, later you, on. That's you, real life. You just got to make that all-NBA team, that, and then you're – that. I bet teams are hoping at the end of the year if their guys are up and it's like, you know, they're not really in playoff contention. It's like, maybe I don't want them to get on that all-NBA team Yeah, get that super max. That's when that low management comes to play. That's <laughs> <laughs> when low management hey, – hey, you need a rest tonight, but, Coach, I'm good. No, 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 no. We're going to rest you. We're going to rest you tonight. But, Coach, we're playing against, you know, playing against the Warriors. I'm going to play against Steph. Nah, you all right. Hey, John Moran did it to himself. He, he got his own load management. He uh, That he, fool. He, he lost on, a, what, like probably $100 million just in – like Some of that money you that don't super get back. Deal? Yeah, you're never getting it back. When's when's that when's that news coming down? I don't know. This kind of well, Silver's well, been thinking a lot. Well, they're they're going to wait. He's been making jokes. They're going to wait till the the All Star. Yeah, they, cool. they they need a spot to do it. All Star break of the Major League Baseball season. They need they they need NBA needs to get their drama going again. I well, mean, the draft's next week, so the yeah. drama's coming. Yeah, after the draft, because that way I know where Bradley Beal is ever going to ever leave where he is. Or is that just a yearly thing for him? But Bradley Beal's like a, that dude is like a live player. I got the money. I, I every, forty-seven every, million a year. Yeah, every year Bradley Beal is. I'm always thinking this is the guy who can change some other people's fate. But I never hear him complain. Once the season starts, he's just a player. He just plays the game. Yeah, because he got live money. Yeah, you know he's not. He's, he's not a ring chaser. No. he's you know. I don't hear him talk I too much about game. championships. Yeah, I do too. You know, he's a really good shooter. And it hasn't and changed. His game has always been the same. Right. And he's about to be 30. When he came out of Florida, I thought he was just going to be like a really good shooter. I didn't think he'd evolve to a guy that, you know, could average 30 a game. But they're talking about trading him right now. They trade him to a they're team not- where he'd be a two or a three. You don't expect anything back for him, though. Like, I think the best thing they're going to get out of trading him would be getting off that contract. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's nobody wants to take all that money. Yeah, yet. the new contract starts, what, it either started last year or this upcoming year. Five yeah. more years. It's going to be yep. making that's, $50 million as a 34-year-old. That's option. a lot of paper for you, second and third option. Well, you better be sure that you're going to be competing next year with that guy and not be able to you know lose too many assets because you're signing you're absolutely a 50 right. million dollar a year guy hey, uh, uh, Zay, let me ask you about uh scoot henderson some of these guys that are going to come out in the draft and we were talking about the nba draft coming up next week but scoot henderson is this is this a, a guard just straight up guard yeah yeah he's a point guard he's big man just swole it's like he has a lot of russell westbrook job so Derek ex- rose so you expect him to be not only just a a guy that can score. He's going to be a rebounder. He's going to do a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to do a little bit of everything. He should be a really good defender. And I don't think Charlotte's going to get him because they have a mellow ball. They want to ride that out. But Then in Charlotte, would they go for Miller? Yeah. Alabama instead? Yeah. Yeah, You think there's a chance they trade that pick? Charlotte? Charlotte? Yeah, there's definitely a chance. I'm Zion? not sold on Brandon Miller. Come would, on. Would you trade that big for you Zion? You want to trade for his horny ass. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> his, his, his hungry, old, his hungry yeah, ass. horny, hungry, all the above. He has issues. 
whatever all that was last Still week. Still averaged 26 a game when he played last year. When he played. It's like, how many games, though? Tom? I know. I think he's a bust. I'm just saying. I, I, would you rather have, like, you kind of know what you got in Zion. You know, the when potential. When he's on the court. You know what the potential is. Right. Or are you going to draft a guy where you really, I mean, besides win by Yama, you, you don't really know what you're getting. These you guys don't. could end up all-stars or they could end up, you know, the NBA draft's a crapshoot. You don't. And it's a thick draft, but... Man, that's a big risk. I, I, I guess the reward would be better, you know, going after Zion. Zion that would Lamello. be that. That's, that would be fun to watch. It would. Least. It would. But the dude's always in the tub, but yeah, he is. He spends a lot and, of time in the tub. He's he's big. That means he's going to have always have lower body problems. He's going to have foot problems, ankle problems, knee problems, gut problems. <laughs> I mean, he's always going to be eating some raw crawfish that didn't get cooked well enough. Some, something happened to his stomach because he's always filling up that belly with something. And now he's got baby drama, oh, crazy mamas. I mean, I just, you been keeping up with that, Zay? It's just yes. kind of crazy stuff. It's fun. Yeah, that seems, I'm not going to lie. It seems like you would have Oh, it's that. right up my alley. <laughs> the pettiness. That's, oh, her. absolutely. Mariah Mills, ain't no wrong what she did. She trapped him. I'll be telling these dudes out here in these streets, man, like Tyler Hero, he got a baby mama, Instagram model. Be careful. They might be fine. They might look good. You see all that? They know what they're doing, though. They know exactly what they're doing. Mariah Mills, yeah, 32 years purpose old. purpose to that. She Ma- saved all the receipts. She's oh. 30, <laughs> she 32 years old. Zion, 22. You didn't tell me she ain't take advantage of that boy? He a man, but that, that's a boy in her, in her eyes. She knows 32. about his belly, what he likes to eat. Yeah. She knows that he's a freak. <laughs> he's, he's a freak living in New Orleans. My, oh, my goodness. Uh, tell me about some of the the Big Twelve players that are that are going to be drafted. I was I was you know I asked you about one one of the kids, Grady Dick. Yeah, he'll probably be the first Big Twelve player drafted. You think coming so? Out of Kansas, I think so. Either him or Keontae George, and upside of of, of a shooter compared oh, to a guy that's yeah, got gr- some stuff to learn. I believe and George, right? Yeah, he's interesting, man, because at Baylor. He took a lot of bad shots, and I don't know if he's just a bad shot maker. He plays young. He plays young. He does. He reminds me a lot of Cam Thomas. I don't know if you know that guy. LSU. LSU came out of LSU, Brooklyn Nets, who didn't really get the opportunities he deserved. When he's in there, he can get you 30 at times. 50. Yeah, he dropped 50, right, exactly. 50 and 40. He reminds me of him, but that – type of player that's more of a six-man. Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, and these guys, they don't see that coming in. Like, guys don't come into the NBA and say, I want to be six-man a year every season. No, they want to be all-stars. They want to mm-hmm. get the max money, and that's what you should strive for. Do you think uh, Grady Dick's a better prospect than Christian Brown, Brown was coming out of Kansas? Not to say yeah. they, they are very similar. They are, players, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, just because he's younger, and I think he's already I think he's a better shot shooter. ready. Yeah, yeah. Shot yeah we ready, kept yeah. on saying the other day that uh, Christian Brown had won, like, what? Because he, he won three straight state championships in high school. And oh, we we thought winner. he came out. I, we didn't realize, I didn't realize he was at Kansas for three years. Yo, me and Keenan Womack, we were high on him. I know you know Keenan. That's yeah. my dude. We were high on Christian Brown coming out of Kansas just because he did everything for Bill Self. Bill Self would literally play him 40 minutes, it felt like. Like, he never came out the game. I mean, for that, that dude played in pretty much every team. playoff game for the Nuggets this year. Yeah, exactly. He played in every finals game. That game three, he was huge, man. And if he gets his shot, like, he was a decent shooter at Kansas. He has, like, a 
it's not a funky form, but he shoots from the side of his head, so he he has to clean it up a little bit. Yeah, but if you're just sitting in the corner, he's not he's not being asked to you know shoot off the dribble very exactly. often. Exactly, exactly. And if he could play off Murray and obviously Joker and develop more of a shot, yo, they can definitely repeat next year, especially if they keep their core. But yeah, and, and, and Grady he, Dick, yeah, he's a he's I think ready. he has a better prospect oh, yeah. than Brown. Yeah, I think he's NBA ready. I mean, because I mean, if you can shoot the way he shoots. And and plus he's got and he's does and he's got an NBA body. He's not a he's not that thin. The kid Brown is is thin is, is smaller, I believe. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Grady Dick's around six seven, six eight. Brown probably six six. So they're they're very similar. I think Brown might be a little bit more athletic and a, probably a better defender. But Grady Dick's, Dick's like better, nineteen, better shooter. Yeah, yes. Brown's like twenty one when he came in. Dick's nineteen. So yeah, yeah I, and the kid George like looked like a kid should have stayed for another year. Who from Baylor? He should have stuck around for another year to be with that coach. Nah, he had to go. He had to go. He had to go now. Yeah, you, you know he has a lot money? of upside. Yeah, man, kid if, out of Dallas, Texas. If you're projected you, to go in the first round, you. You pretty much God, go. he is a bad sh- shot choice guy. I mean, yeah, he takes he some did. really bad, funky shots. He did. I, against Texas, y'all remember, he took a three. They needed a three. It was at the mood. And he took a three, like two steps, maybe three steps past half court, like early in the shot clock. Yeah. And it looked good. Like, when it was in the air, it was in the air for a hot minute, fellas, and it looked good, but it hit the back of the rim, and the Horns ended up winning that game, and I know Scott Drew was hot. Anybody for Texas going to be drafted in the first – I mean, in the two, in the second round? Nope. There's not nobody well, else? Well, no one's nope. even in the draft. I mean – Right? Oh, Jabari yeah, Rice. Those guys, yeah, Marcus Carr, he uh, – Tried out or practice, not tried out, but had a little workout session. With he wasn't Indiana at the combine, Pacers. though, right? I don't think so. Serge Barry Rice had a really good combine. I think he could get that's his way in the league. I do. I do. Yeah, he's got he's got some dog in him. He know? definitely does. You need that. Yeah, and him being six four with that six nine wingspan, it makes him mm-hmm. look way more athletic than he gets credit for. Like he had some dunks this year against Oklahoma, where he had oh, no, his signature pump he gets fake. on the baseline now. Yo, he he got up a couple of times this season where you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? And you know what's gonna benefit him? The Miami Heat. And all the was, undrafted guys sure. that they have. I was about to say, he needs to go play there. Yeah. He it, would thrive on that team. Exactly. You know what? That's interesting you say that. He would. He looks like the kind of guy that would walk in there. Oh. Their type of player that would just crush you with threes, get you on the back door cuts, all those kind of things. He might not be as bouncy as Caleb Martin, but you can't tell me he doesn't have that type of dog in him or that type of style, especially if he could get his jump shot a little bit quicker. That's it. Just, but the, but that's kind of what plays into ain't the nobody pump fake. And it, no, ain't nobody going for that pump fake in the NBA. Come on, yes they Dude, are. They were slapping that ball from behind. Oh him. please, Jimmy Butler pump faked his way through the playoffs. He pump faked everybody. He got into that lane and got into that sweet spot by the block, and he would pump fake and guys would Jabari jump. Rice, he why, would jump right into it. YMCA basketball. That's exactly. All that's, that's how Jimmy Butler plays. Yeah, a lot of these guys are so undisciplined. All you got to do is find that one sucker and get that mismatch, and <laughs> all that's game not. Long. And you'll tell them the same guy that you're just harping on them in the uh, uh, scout report. Yo, dog, look out for the pump fake. You tell him a hundred times, and he gets out on that court, he, and he still bites. <laughs> He still bites. There's always that He's one still guy. Still going airbound. Yeah, exactly. I so, I yeah, the Miami Heat. It's a copycat league, and the fact that now teams are seeing, oh, I could get guys. You for, just get some guys on the cheap. Yeah, I could get guys for the cheap. 
that have a very high value, mm. kind of like the running back in the NFL. Yeah, like you just too. get a whole bunch of running backs and the running back in the center position in the NBA, very similar. It is, but that might change with Joker, bro. Because now Joker, he's different. I mean, there are, there are guys that you know set themselves apart like him. Probably, I mean, when by when by is different. Yeah, you know, and he's gonna be a center. Like, there's going to yeah. be – you're going to have to find guys that can match up with Joker now. I imagine I, – I can't – I cannot think that that dude's not going to get bullied with how thin he is. Yeah, you're right, because there's that Kenneth Lofton who came out of Louisiana Tech. That's all Memphis. There's that clip of those oh, guys. Yeah. And Kenneth Lofton's buck, he's probably about 6'5", six, 6'4 six, and a half on a good day. But he might be 300. And he can move and he scored forty for Memphis at the end of the regular season. Yo, he can move and he yeah. plays for the Grizzlies and he didn't get no run in the playoffs during I don't know if it was an under eighteen or under seventeen, one of those, you know, national like pro-am. Yeah, Pro Am USA yeah. versus France. And he made him look like a little boy. He made Victor Wimpanyama look like a Get little right ass off the, boy. Thought he was going to be on the blocks, and he just yeah. pushed him on. Yo, just pushed him out the way. Just one little booty bump, and Wimpanyama went flying. And Lofton was doing whatever he wanted. And then Lofton's like the t- 11th man on the bench time. Yeah, yeah, well, some of the NBA guys won't be as – is sturdy and want to go through all that with Wimbanyana. He's gonna, he's gonna, his skill is gonna get him. They're loose. gonna test him too. I mean, with the right, with yeah. the I'm, hype coming in, you don't think guys are gonna, gonna be like, test, all right, let's see I'm what gonna this test him physically every time I play against. Imagine him. the first time Draymond has to guard him. He's gonna try to get in that dude's head right oh, off the bat. If Draymond stomps that dude's chest. He might be out for a few. I, I think Draymond's gonna be on a different team next year. Yeah, I want him on the Mavericks. If I was a team, I'd want that guy. That's interesting too. That's an interesting place for him to be. Any team that just needs that, you know, that guy, that that the the that dog, dude, yeah, you know, yeah. the PJ Tucker. Like he's at that point of his career where he could prolong his career, even though the athleticism is declining. Just being, you know, if he can rein in his all his other crazy stuff he's been doing, you know, punching guys in the face, <laughs> I think, screwing up the team yeah. team chemistry before I, the season even that starts. That dude could play till he's forty with you know his his. Style and just defensive prowess. Well, dude, if the dude, dude, dude Green is still playing at, with the Heat, Uncle Jeff Green. Oh my God, that guy's like oh, my old Nuggets. Un- yeah, yeah, nuggets. Like my old uncle playing NBA basketball still. He had some How big shots he? in is the he finals. 40? Is man. he close to forty? He's close. If if you got drafted by the SuperSonics, you old. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like KD's up there too. He's old. Wow. Well, NBA years, obviously, but. Yeah, man, Jeff Green, he's still bouncy. It's funny that you say that, Ty, about Draymond because I, it's always been, I've always been curious to see what would he be like without Steph and Clay, because that offense is so like he defensively and his defensive IQ, like that will never change. Like he'll always be a really good defender, especially you know switching out on pick and rolls and you know. Even down low, when he's overmatched, he gets steals and stuff. He's yeah. really crafty. But offensively, because he doesn't have that jump shot that he once did before KD, and their offense is so based on, you know, him passing to Stephen Clay and doing those dribble loops and, you know, them coming off screens and stuff, will he be able to be in a two-man game with Luka I think and would, thrive? I think it would work better with Luka because you're going to the rim more. I mean, it's less – it's. I feel like it'd be harder screen. Like, it'd be a. There'd be similar sets. I, I think with Luca and you put some shooters around it, it wouldn't be the same. Obviously, I think it's more what the Mavericks need. Like they just need that 
that kind of guy in the locker room. Even, even yeah, right. like I said, yeah, he's always loose cannon. You know, sometimes. like yeah. they, they need someone. Lucas needs someone to set him straight. You can't just keep surrounding him somebody with, would with, actually with say something to him. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Come right back. Good to have Zay in the house. Good to have you also. It's B and E Friday morning. It's Bucky and Aaron. Good morning and welcome back to B&E. E. Hogan taking a couple days off, getting that load management thing done. He'll be back on Monday. And very soon I'll be taking that load management off because it's about to be my birthday weekend coming up up in here soon. Or should I say my birthday week? I'm talking about the weekend, yes. About to turn 68. 68, Zay. That's big time. That's old times. Been around here a long time. Other people would say, that's not that long. No, no, no. I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. But I want to see more. That's, that's what I'm what, talking about. That's why I'm trying to keep straight with the Lord. Give me them extra days. Give me them extra years. I got lots of grandkids. I got a lot of living to do. And for you fathers out there, Father's Day weekend, I hope you enjoy it. Have a wonderful time with your families. Zay, I know CC. I know Ty, your dad, is going to have a good time because he's headed camping. Glamping. Glamping. Was that? It's glamour camping. Glamour that skin camping. stands for, right? Yeah, that's what I told you last about our our horn bash or whatever we had when, when uh, I miss horn bash. Oh, stop it! I, you? What do you mean? Great barbecue, great people. Come on now. Except for it, feel like it, it rains at every event that we host. That's why here. you have to have wags. That's why you have to have military with you. A guy who knows strategy and what to do and how to build trenches and how to maneuver the waters away from you. When, the, when that tide gets high, you want somebody that knows it. You want wags. You want wags in that foxhole with you. Damn it. <laughs> is that a shot? I don't know. It's, like, it's not a shot. Okay. It's I the mean, truth. Yeah, because wags has done a lot for this country. Yes, he has. And, and this station. And he did a lot He did a lot for, for me that night, except for that water still came in there. No matter <laughs> how he was referencing yesterday when we talked about how wags uh, dug a trench when it started raining around their, their tent. I slept overnight. I, had, I made sure that the— the the uh, bed people brought me a king size mattress, sleep number mattress, uh-huh. in order for me to stay overnight inside that tent. I wouldn't sleep in nobody's <laughs> sleeping bag. It's so bougie, man. I had to be. Come on, man. I don't. I don't do that. I'm, I don't like camping. camping. I don't either. My sisters and them still go camping. They still go camping. They're old people. They're old like me, and they still take their kids and their families. And those olds still go out. And they came on like on the beach. Or in the forest. I don't want to see. I don't care. I mean, I like animals. I got them at my house. I want to go to the forest and see them and spend the night with them. Oh, you got pets at the house. It's different. Those wild animals in the forest and woods and stuff. I don't deal with that either. The ones that eat you? Oh, I, I, That's I, how you get rashes and stuff. Yeah, no doubt about it. I forgot to give you some WNBA updates. Last night, the Aces <laughs> took care of the storm 96-63. And, of course, last night, the, uh, the Dream beat the uh, Sun 92 88 in overtime, and the Fever beat the Sky, 92-90. And that's uh, and still right now, Brittany Griner will be, of course, the comeback player of the year. You can bank that. All right, if you need something that will be 100%, bank that, okay? They basically right. sent through the trophy already. Come on, that's too easy. we got to get some Vegas odds on that if, yeah, that's, I mean, if that's the big. If I'm making that trip up there. Oh, we're banking to, to on put, that. To put down our Colorado bets or Colorado futures, then that, that's one that I need to look at. But how long is that season? Isn't the season like 12 games? The season's almost done. <laughs> we're almost at the end. They just started, and we're almost ready to finish. Wow. And no, what, we actually looked it up. I, I think the WNBA season's like 26 games. 
It's something ridiculous. It's not. It's a number you would never imagine. It's fourteen. Too, based it's off the fourteen NBA. too many. That's what it is. That's what we're doing. That's what we're them trying to say. Girls just fly like us, y'all. You just seen them walking around the airport and stuff. They do not have that exclusive I mean, flight. I, I I feel bad for them sometimes. But I feel it's really just bad like for if them. you if more people watched, you would get paid more money. It's not. I yeah, mean, I mean, you get yeah. paid for you get paid for your product. That's a good show. Have you Jazay? Hmm? Have you watched the WNBA game this year? I watched the Vegas team. They're like a super team. They're like a super team. With Darren Waller's. Kelsey Plum, yeah. Asia Wilson. Now we're talking. Uh, Candace Parker. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yo, Kelsey Plum, that's um. Darren Waller's. Darren Waller, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Darren Waller's it. wife, exactly. I know why you like watching her. I mean, you I've know. been trying to get y'all involved in WNBA for years, and now we're talking. That's that's what I want. That's That's the new wave radio right there. <laughs> New That's age. being a leader. And you're being a leader. And you're being a leader. And you need to quit talking about that. That thing's too long as it is. Really. I've never watched a full WNBA oh, quarter on. of basketball ever. I watched more college women's basketball than I've ever done the WNBA. College was good this past season. It really was. LSU. Now they got Haley Van Liff. They're going to be a very hated team. They're going to be like Duke men's basketball. Did you see um, what's, what's the LSU girl's name? Was it Angel Reese? Angel Reese. Did you see her Sports Illustrated? I have. Very impressive. Was not aware of the assets. Yo, very Angel Reese. See, <laughs> see that's very, what y'all look. That's why I don't bring impressive. that. That's why, that's why I don't bring that up because I know it ends up being that way. What do you mean? I'm about I, their skills. I like her game. Me too. I like her game on and off the court. She's yeah. getting hers. Exactly. She's getting that bag. NIL, I'm running about it up. To, and I'm about their coach, so what am I talking about? Coach who? For LSU. What's wrong with me? Oh, you do have a weird yeah, fetish for Kim Mulkey. Yeah, that's that's just weird. That's just that is weird. weird. Is it the you like, like she dresses. outfits? Yes, yeah, the outfits, or is it the hair? Or she's is it flashy. The countryness. She's just flashy. She's just strong. She's just strong. You know what I mean? Strong person, strong willed. Oh, okay, you like a dominant woman. Yeah, sort of like that. Okay, ain't nothing wrong with that. Teach his own. She ain't mean. Uh-huh. She's just her. You know what I mean? She's a little well, she, nasty. By the way, she can coach. She can coach. You know, that, that's the part that everybody looks at and, and talks about how weird she is. She can coach. Yeah. She, she can flat out coach. Yeah, she can flat out coach. All right, take a quick break. Come back. Zay is with us today. It is B&E Friday morning. The tower. One guy said he has entire seventy-seven Playboy collection. Captain Caveman said people out there really buying other people. I'm not going to finish that. That's yeah. just disgusting to read that. I'm you know, I saw that, that on a on a Pawn Stars episode one time. Like some collectors will want them, but really, like other than the first edition with Marilyn Monroe, and like they don't hold as much value as you think. What do the Pawn Star guys say to it? I mean, if I buy these, look, I'm taking all the risk. I got to store it. I got to pay somebody <laughs> to catalog it. I mean, I've got 150 magazines here. Five bucks is the best I can do. <laughs> On the horn. On the northbound side of Toll 130, this north of 290 in Palmer Lane. Again, we had that vehicle rescue. Actually, the lanes are still blocked off from what we understand. So we've been advising you to take an alternate route because it's very slow through there. And uh, that uh, continues as we roll through the 7 o'clock hour. Now we're checking the northbound side of I-35. Again, some Hayes County delays. Not too bad, though. But Onion Creek to Stasty, Old Torf to Cesar Chavez is going to be slow as per usual. Southbound Palmer Lane to Breaker Heavy. Round Rock delays are happening 
72 toward Highway 79, but none of this appears to be uh, too terribly unusual at this point. And again, a reminder, if you uh, need to catch a flight at Berkshire Airport this morning, the advice is get there even extra early because we have higher than usual wait times around the gates. I'm Don Miller, and that's your traffic.